Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Smart Parents Successful Students, and I am your host, Helen Panos. I'm here again with a another guest, and her name is Dr. Sarah Rubinson-Levy. Welcome, uh, Sarah, to our show. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. That was a mouthful for me, I guess. <laughs> but I am going to call you Sarah. <laughs> Please. Sarah is good. <laughs> so I know um, I'm going to jump right in, everyone, and say that uh, Sarah is the founder and educational expert of Sarah Rubinson uh, Consulting and Contracting. And she is um, involved in education. Gosh, she's been involved since 2001 working, teaching, consulting, and writing in the areas of supplemental day school, adult, and experiential education. Uh, Sarah has always believed that her students deserve the best possible education and an experience that is both effective and fun. She believes education is long overdue for a total transformation. I agree with that. <laughs> so that our students are best equipped to succeed in the future. And she's very excited to be a part of that movement. Um, she is an undergrad. She has an undergrad degree in business and sociology and holds a master of Jewish education degree from Hebrew College, a doctorate in education from Northeastern University. Yay, that's awesome. So let's jump right in. And I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about your journey, uh, Sarah, and what got you to where you are today. Sure. So I never thought I was going to go into education. Like you mentioned, my undergrad is in business. I graduated with a business degree. I started working public relations in Neiman Marcus, and I thought that this was the direction I was going to go. And I just didn't have passion for it. It wasn't, I, it wasn't my thing. And I started working part-time as an educator, and I thought I was just going to do that while I figured out what I wanted to do with my life. And it turned out that that was what I wanted to do with my life. And so since 2001, I've really been on this quest to, to not just be in education, but to really make sure that every single one of the students with whom I interact, at least, and my hope is every single student who's out there is really getting the education that he or she needs. And whether that means a differentiated learning environment, whether that means summer opportunities, whether that means an experiential environment, whether that means a different teacher, it's just been my goal over the last several decades to do that. Most recently, I actually even started and ran a school here in Denver because I felt like there was a need in the city that was not being met for a certain demographic of students who, who their needs just weren't being met. So I'm a little bit of a disruptor. I always keep in the front of my mind what is best for our students, and I do anything possible to achieve that. Awesome. I, I, I love it. 
Um, so let me, I know we're going to talk about artificial intelligence, which is a, a big topic these days, right? And I don't think that a lot of school systems, at least here in Georgia, are really training or talking to the public school teachers about it yet, which is shocking to me because I've asked some of my, my tutors about it. So we're jumping ahead in Dynamis Learning, and I have you as the guest here, and you're going to be on a Lunch and Learn, too, this summer with us. And um, so people can catch that on my Facebook feed and LinkedIn and everywhere because um, you will already have spoken in July by the time this episode comes out. So please catch Sarah there. And um, so we're also going to be doing a series of blogs in July about artificial intelligence. So I'm really shocked that the school systems are not talking to the teachers about this yet. <laughs> I don't know about in Colorado where you're at, but um, I mean, I have to tell you, it's actually why I've leaned into AI, because, you know, as somebody who's deeply passionate about education, I was really disappointed about the conversations or lack thereof that I was hearing related to AI. The only things that I was really hearing was which school districts were blocking it and how do we how do we prevent plagiarism? And I just felt that those were the wrong conversations. And I was really looking for some thought leadership in the field and didn't see it. So I decided that I could help contribute in that in that way. That's awesome. I know you have some kids, right? You have a few. Yeah. Right? I actually have four kids. So my kids wow. are seven, nine, 10, and 13. So I have not only a professional interest in this, but a very personal interest in wanting to make sure that our kiddos, all of our kiddos and my kiddos are are equipped for the world. Yeah, and uh, I have a college professor friend, and they've been talking about it in college, about the chat GPT, and exactly what you were just saying about how they need to be careful about the, you know, plagiarism or whatever is going on there. So uh, I'm glad to have you on the show. So tell us, what do, what do parents need to know about artificial intelligence? So it's a great we'll call question. it AI for short. So people we will know. call it AI. So the first thing to know about AI is it's actually not new. So the term AI was actually developed in the late 50s, and it's been a concept that's been out there for a while. And I would be shocked if anybody listening doesn't have some sort of experience with AI. You know, Siri is AI. Image recognition on your cell phone is AI. Social media algorithms that dictate what you see on any given time, AI. The suggestions that you get on Spotify and Netflix. Anytime you mobile deposit a check, use Google, Google Maps, use Uber or Lyft. You oh my know, gosh. You know, all of these things are forms of AI. And we just have, you know, chatbots on websites. The, what's different now and what's a little bit scary to people now is what we call generative AI. And that's where things like ChatGPT and Bard are. And what is being, what's the big deal now is that it's it is generative in nature, which means it it creates things and it's also human-like. So now that we know that it's been around for a while, we also need to know, parents need to know that it's here to stay. AI is not going anywhere. It's not something you can just, you know, bury your head in the sand and say, that's just a fad. I don't need to know anything about it <laughs> here. And it's going to become more prevalent and more powerful. Yeah. And as part of that, you know, we, as I'll loop myself in as a parent, because I'm a parent. So we as parents have an amazing responsibility and opportunity to direct how that takes shape and where AI takes us and how it is used with our students, with our kids and in society as a whole. 
I agree. That's a great way of putting it. You guys have an opportunity, right? Just like when social media started showing up. And even though the attorney general recently has warned parents about how much social media kids should be on, right? <laughs> um, you know, you just everything is there for a reason. There needs to probably be some limitations to it. <laughs> this is where a parent has to step in and be the parent. I ha I hate to say. <laughs> and teachers, I'm sure, will eventually be trained on this and they will have boundaries and things that they are watching out for, just like anything else that they've been taught over the years that have come through. <laughs> you know, and my stance on it is like with anything, just like you mentioned social media, all of these tools can be used for such good, as long as we use them intentionally and thoughtfully and, and knowledgeably. And I guess that's what maybe might be a little concerning for parents, right, is <laughs> the, uh, the ones that don't use it correctly or intentionally the right way. A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Daniel received 20 hours of ACT prep from Dynamis Learning Academy. He also did a little prep himself beforehand, but found he was more accountable to his ACT prep tutor when he had him. His mom wanted him to increase his score by six points on the ACT, which he did once he worked diligently with Dynamis Learning Academy. Why allow your child to struggle in prepping for an exam such as this? Reach out and have a qualified ACT prep tutor help your child reach his potential and score high on the ACT. We can be reached at 770-282-9931. Thank you. What questions should parents ask their schools maybe about how AI is being used? Because we're really not that far from school starting back up, not in Georgia anyway, believe it or not, they're <laughs> beginning here on 8-1. So, <laughs> um, and a couple other bigger counties on 8-7. When do schools start in Colorado? So my kids go back to school August 23rd. They wow. actually just got out of school last week. Oh, wow. so we just started summer. <laughs> yeah, so our listeners are from everywhere, from the U.S. and outside the U.S. So um, let's talk about what questions then, then do parents Yeah, answer? absolutely. I mean, this, like I mentioned, parents have this incredible opportunity and responsibility. And part of that is really influencing how schools use it. It is such a new technology, this generative AI, that most schools haven't really thought out all of these different pieces. And so I think it's a little bit of a parent's responsibility to push them to think through these things and also to direct it in a way that you think is best for students. So some of the questions that I would encourage parents to ask schools is, first of all, how is AI being treated at your school? And when I say AI, I mostly mean the generative AI like ChatGPT. You know, is it being blocked? I know some school districts around the country have just blocked it. Um, is it being embraced? So just out of curiosity, how is your school district handling it? And then if it is being integrated, to what end? What are the goals? How is it enhancing the learning experience? You know, I believe that it is still very important to be focusing on teaching important skills like critical thinking and creativity, even with, especially with the integration of AI. And also there's additional skills that need to be taught, literacy skills around using AI. ChatGPT, for example, is only effective if you craft a, the prompt effectively. So are schools teaching the students how to craft the prompt? I know one of the pushbacks that ChatGPT and BARD have gotten is that it produces 
biased and misinformation sometimes. I believe that's nothing new. I think that our news is often biased and misinformation. You know, any Google search shows up biased and misinformation. So ChatGPT having some biased misinformation is nothing new, but are, is the school teaching the students how to check for bias, how to check for misinformation? Another piece that I think is really important for us to keep in mind, and I would encourage parents to talk to their schools about, is how is the school keeping education human? You know, AI should be a complement, not a replacement for human interaction. So how is social emotional learning being integrated? What is the role of the teacher? Making sure to keep those human aspects that make the best education, the best education still in there. And the last piece that I would really encourage parents to think about as they're asking these questions is what is the honor code? You know, what does plagiarism look like? We all want to be able to know how to support our kids with doing their homework and we don't want to give them the wrong advice. So, you know, is ChatGPT plagiarism? Is it not? What, what has the school decided is the proper accepted use of this technology so that you can be a partner in, in upholding those same standards at home? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you just have to, yeah, find out the information. And then if people are on PTAs or you have, you're on a school board, you have, more right to be asking and really leading the way <laughs> for that school. And I, I'm sure the school systems already have an idea of the boundaries maybe, but then then it kind of comes down to, I think there'll be some local, I think, you know, um, leadership or decisions to be made by the principal of your school. So that that's a good point. You definitely need to find out what what's happening at your school well, or it's and you raise a valid point who's making these decisions is it the superintendent is it the principal is it up to individual classroom teachers right you know, I think that it needs to be systematic and it needs to be consistent so I would hope that schools are aligning their use of AI with their educational philosophy and the students are getting a consistent message and maybe that's not the case. Maybe at your given school, teachers get to make their own rules and AI is just being used however a teacher wants. I I personally find that to be a dangerous situation to be in. Um, but it's it's valuable to know who are the decision makers and what level is making these decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to a couple of my tutors and I'm I'm just surprised that they've got gotten no training i know some of the private schools uh because one of my tutors is going to do some blogs for us about this because she's gotten some training and i'm kind of surprised the public schools and big systems have not talked about this yet kind of interesting they're always kind of trailing a little bit behind it seems <laughs> um so how can parents support their kids in our ever-changing i call it technology world <laughs> I mean, really, our world is changing always. And so, yeah, the technology just kind of puts all that change into warp speed. So the first thing I would say is knowledge is power. You know, parents need to stay up to date. You need to know what is ChatGPT. You need to know what is BART. In the same way that you need to know what is TikTok, you need to know what is Instagram. You need to know what these kinds of things are. You, I personally probably take on a little bit more um, stress and responsibility as a parent and thinking about what I need to know. But I think it's really important to know what you need to know um, and to know what's out there. And I, you don't need to be an expert on any of these things, but, you know, just staying Be up in to the know. Right. 
you just you just have to stay up to date a little bit to know you know where where should you be concerned where where should you like what kind of conversations should you be having with your students mm. you know the yeah. next thing i would say is i believe that the answer is never to block i would never say that parents should just block chat gpt gpt to their kids I find that students are always finding workarounds. Like my kids, every day that they come home from school, they tell me about how this game was blocked at school, but one period later, they figured out how to find it on a different whatever. So I think that blocking this kind of technology will serve no good. And instead, we need to be working with our students for responsible usage. Um, you know, and the last thing I would just say is that really we're all partners in this. ChatGPT came out at the end of November. It is, it's new. You know, we're already on, you know, the, the next version. However, it's a relatively new technology and we're all learning this together. So parents, students, educators, we're all learning this together. We're all partners. And I would say that for parents, especially, um, I think it's so important for you to ask questions, ask questions of your students, ask questions of your school, ask questions of the teachers, just keep asking questions until you get the answers or the information that you want. And um, just just keep advocating for what you think is best for your kiddos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to do a survey of all my tutors and see what they know about AI. <laughs> <laughs> Since most of them are teachers. <laughs> yeah, I th that'd be so interesting. Yeah, because then we could, the ones that do know enough about it, we may need to do a free webinar to help start the ball rolling to parents about getting some knowledge about it because i agree with you it's really up to a parent's you know um responsibility to at least know something right my favorite sentence about parents is they don't know what they don't know because there's right. so much to know and now here's one more thing that they're probably going i really don't need one more thing on my plate <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, and the I, thing with AI, which will be interesting with your tutors slash teachers, is it has so much potential to positively impact education. There is so much potential to really help streamline the role of the teacher, to give personalized, differentiated instruction to students. You know, there's so much potential, but like with anything else, like we started talking about it in the first place. It all comes down to intentional, thoughtful, knowledgeable usage. Mm -hmm. I agree. So how do uh, our uh, how does our audience get a hold of you? So the best way is to check out my website. My website is sarahrubinsoncc.com. And on there, you can learn a little bit more about my work. I put out blogs about once a week, a, a very often about different aspects of AI. And there is... Um, there's there's a contact button on there. I'm more than happy to set up a conversation to answer any questions that anybody has or give you resources or direct you in whatever direction you might need. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Everybody reach out to Sarah and have a conversation with her or at least get on her um, blog list there so you can get updated on this topic actually because she seems to be very much in the know about it <laughs> um well thank you very much sarah for joining us on um our podcast today and um you know sharing your knowledge with uh, parents to at least get them thinking about this topic because we need it's not going away you're correct about that <laughs> thanks for having me
Oh, you're welcome. And uh, everybody else, I wish you a great rest of your day and week. And um, we'll see you next time on Smart Parents Successful Students. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember, I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.